Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Tuesday morning headlines. The sentencing hearing for Daniel Perry begins today, scheduled to be two days long. A jury convicted Perry for murder nearly a month ago for shooting and killing Garrett Foster in 2020. Happened during a racial justice protest in downtown Austin. Both sides are expected to speak publicly on that sentencing today. Williamson County is holding a mindfulness and well-being expo for residents in Precinct 2 tonight. Justice for the Peace for Precinct 2, Judge Angela Williams is hosting it at the Cedar Park Rec Center from 6 to 8 tonight. And this year's Austin City Limits Music Festival lineup drops at 9 this morning. General admission, GA+, VIP, and platinum three-day tickets for both weekends also going to be available for purchase today at noon. We are taking a look at the Austonian camera for you on this Tuesday morning. We're starting off with some rain that we're expecting, some storms later on. All in store for you today. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. We have meteorologist Kristen Curry here tracking everything for us and breaking down what we can expect. Yeah, it's going to be a very active week. So today we start to nudge up those rain chances just a little bit higher. Let's begin with radar because overnight we had some storms and showers lingering in the hill country. As you can see the trend here, those storms are fading. Just a little bit of some light rain left over in Gillespie County. Everybody else underneath that mainly cloudy sky. Live look from our Palms car wash camera up there in northwest Austin. Not seeing anything when it comes to major fog issues. That's a positive for this morning. Your temperatures are in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, it's a little cooler out there, but our temperatures are still going to warm up despite the fact that we've got storms on the way. So through the morning in the 70s, by lunchtime, we'll start to add in some low rain chances with temperatures in the lower 80s before eventually we top out near about 84 today. Rain chances get up to 50% later this afternoon and evening. So coming up in your first morning forecast, we are planning for rain and storms not only today, but really for the next several days, we've got a rain chance to watch. Now that doesn't mean that everybody's going to get rain every single day. It just means the dynamics, the moisture, everything will be there for somebody to see a shower or storm. So we'll break that down. We'll talk about when to expect the heaviest of the rain and the potential for flash flooding. As we get a little bit further into the week, I think that rain's going to come down real hard and a little too quickly. So details in your first morning forecast here in just a few minutes. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much for that. We are learning more about the victims of the Allen mass shooting over the weekend at that outlet mall. Three of the eight people who died were children. A pair of sisters, both in elementary school, died during the shooting on Saturday. So did a three-year-old little boy and both of his parents. That's a picture of 26-year-old engineer who you just saw, and she earned her master's degree recently. And two young men, one of the many heroes from Saturday, former police officer Stephen Spanhauer. He rushed to the mall after a frantic call from his son who was working at the mall, and he says something needs to change. This is not a Democrat thing. It's not a Republican thing. It's an American problem. There have been 202 mass shootings in the U.S. so far this year. Saturday in Allen was the second deadliest that we've had so far this year. An unexpected development on gun control at the Texas Capitol. A House committee approving a bill that would raise the age to buy semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21. Yesterday's vote comes after the committee chair pledged for weeks not to bring it up for a vote. Committees, or I should say families of children killed at Robb Elementary last May cheered. They hugged. They were emotional. 
after that vote passed, eight to five, two Republicans crossing over to vote in favor of it. Still faces a steep climb though, and Uvalde families say their adv advocacy at the Capitol is not over. The bill now awaits consideration in the full house, however it is not likely to be heard, and even if it is, does not appear to have the votes to pass. A growing memorial in Brownsville where eight people died when an SUV rammed into a group of migrants. NBC News' Gabe Gutierrez reports this morning on the Today Show from Brownsville where we are learning more about the charges that that driver is now facing. We are tracking the latest developments after a driver slammed into a group of migrants here in Brownsville, Texas. A driver now facing manslaughter charges as well as charges of aggravated assault. And police are looking into whether this was an intentional act or an accident. We speak with migrants here on the ground about what they saw. And of course, this all comes as the COVID border restriction known as Title 42 is set to be lifted this week, prompting concern of yet another migrant influx. Texas's governor announcing plans for a specialized task force deployed here to the border. I'm Gabe Gutierrez in Brownsville, Texas, and we'll have the very latest on this developing story coming up on today. Also today, President Biden is hosting congressional leaders at the White House, and he's hoping to find an end to that stalemate over raising the nation's debt limit. Fears growing about facing economic catastrophe come June 1st, and NBC's Drew Petromo reports on the high-stakes meeting as President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy both refuse to budge so far. Top leaders from both parties head to the White House today with a crisis over the debt ceiling causing fears of an economic catastrophe. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns that as soon as June 1st, the government could run out of money to pay federal workers, fund the military, and pay for key programs like Medicaid and Medicare. If Congress doesn't raise the, the debt ceiling, the president will have to make some decisions about um, what to do with the resources that we do have. And there are a variety of different options, but there are no good options. Every option is a bad option. Right now, Congress is locked in a stalemate over the issue. Republicans in the House passed a plan that would lift the debt ceiling, but only in exchange for steep spending cuts. Over the weekend, 43 Republican senators signed on an open letter saying they too will not vote to raise the government's borrowing limit without cuts. We're trying to hold the debt hostage to us to agree to some draconian cuts, magnificently difficult and damaging cuts. The president and congressional Democrats insist Republicans pay the government's bills now and negotiate spending during budget talks later. Democrats are putting the country in jeopardy. The president, by ignoring to even negotiate, the majority of Americans overwhelmingly want us to sit down and negotiate. As the leaders head to the White House, experts say the economy is on shaky grounds. A possible default on the debt, along with rising interest rates and ongoing turmoil among banks, are fueling fears of a recession. As Republicans try to pressure President Biden to negotiate, the president is trying to exert some pressure of his own. On Wednesday, he'll travel to a New York congressional district that Republicans narrowly won last year. It's part of an effort to highlight what the White House says are the true priorities of Republicans in vulnerable districts. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. A DPS trooper involved in a local shooting. The difference between how Austin police and DPS handle situations like these. And how are your allergies this morning? Kristen's looking at what's in our air right now throughout Central Texas.
Good morning, a live look outside from our Palms Car Wash camera. It's gonna be a nice day out there today. There are some rain chances though. To your news, it could be a while before we see any dash camera or body camera video of what led up to a deadly Round Rock shooting. Yeah, we brought you that as breaking news yesterday morning right here on KXAN News Today, how the car chase ended up in a deadly shooting. The Department of Public Safety says a man pointed a gun at troopers after a car chase through Austin and ended in Williamson County. That's when it says a trooper shot and killed the driver. This is the first time a DPS trooper has been involved in a local shooting since troopers started patrolling and helping the Austin Police Department in March. Now, if an Austin police officer is involved in a shooting. We know the department is required to release the body camera video within 10 business days. But DPS has a different policy. It asks us to submit an open records request to get any information just about the policy. We put that request in and are still waiting to hear back. Following a tragic drowning of a Hayes County first grader, what experts say on how families can keep their kids safe near the water. How many more drivers are projected for Central Texas tollways? And what's the latest on more toll roads? We're exploring what's to come in our text tag troubles investigation today. And for some drivers, it is welcome news. Texas. Good morning, 445 and another live look out northwest, our Palms Car Wash camera. This is 183. You can see traffic zipping along just fine there. The Hayes County community is mourning after a first grader drowned in a community pool. It's a horrible story. Officers tried to save that little boy, but he died at the hospital. KXA and Sarah Alshay talked to people who live nearby and experts on how families can keep their kids safe near the water. We were in mourning. I mean, it hits so close to home. This woman, who wishes to remain anonymous, says she lives in the same subdivision as the Hayes CISD family, whose seven-year-old son died in a drowning on April 28th. It was in the community pool right next door where there was a lot of people present. Last Thursday, she says dozens came together for a vigil to pay their respects. We all wanted to make sure that the mom felt loved. Nobody can imagine what this pain could be like. This is viewer video from when fire and EMS responded to the scene. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office said it received a call of an unresponsive seven-year-old who was found in the community pool at the South Grove subdivision in Kyle. They said when first responders arrived, they were able to get a pulse and the child was stable. He was air flighted to a hospital in Austin, but the Sheriff's Office said he later died. And with summer break around the corner and more families headed to the pools... Collins Hope, an Austin-based drowning prevention nonprofit, says there are several important water safety tips to remember. One of the main ones is to identify someone as a water watcher, a person who has their full attention on watching children in the water, even if there's a lifeguard on duty. This neighbor says now her community's main priority is making sure the young boy's family feels their comfort and care during this time. We're doing everything we can, but there's always more you can do to make sure that the family feels love and supported. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Collins Hope says it only takes seconds for a drowning to happen and it isn't always this big active event. In fact, drowning can be silent. Hey, CISD shared the family's GoFundMe page to help with memorial and funeral expenses and you can find that on KXAN.com. Well, Allard
allergy season is in full swing right now, and molds is probably causing a lot of issues for many of you. Mold spores are tiny particles that can be visible to the naked eye. Dr. Justin Chen with East Texas Allergy and Asthma says they can be found almost anywhere. They're generally most prone to uh, mold allergy symptoms, uh, especially outdoors if you're around uh, areas of undisturbed grass, uh, uncut leaves, and then indoors, it can be in buildings, uh, workplaces, schools, or homes. Now, mold spores can also be found in dark, humid environments. Doctor's best advice, make sure there's no water leaks around your home. If your allergies are acting up, take those over-the-counter medications to relieve symptoms. So, unfortunately, with a lot of humidity in our atmosphere, we know mold is a problem and yes. it's been very humid for a very yes. long time so unfortunately i think mold's going to continue to be a problem this week oh gosh so even if you take your allergy medicine though like today it takes a while for it to build so we really should have yeah. been taking yeah. it like yeah. months ago or weeks ago yeah yeah it, it, Lots of people do take it preventatively. Like, yes, they're like, okay, allergy season, like, yeah. let's start, let's yeah. get it going. They see rain on the seven day and they just know that yes. mold Give it is to me. coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with that forecast because clouds and radar showing storms fading over our hill country here, but they'll come back. I promise you they will. We've got a good chance of storms and showers as a little low kind of scoots its way across our area. So, statewide, you can see most of the storms and showers just to our south. We're going to see some of that creep northward here over the next few hours. Temperature-wise, 73 degrees. Winds are calm. Humidity at 76%. Your temperatures will go from the 70s to the low 80s. We've got a forecast high of 84 today. And as you can see, as our temperatures warm up, our rain chances also increase. So let's talk about it because this model has uh, a good idea of what's happening now. So I'm going to stick with it for the rest of the day. I do expect these storms and showers to start to come back up as we get into the later part of the morning and early afternoon. You can see by lunchtime some scattered showers and storms around same kind of thing for the early afternoon. We'll be watching more storms later this evening. As we saw yesterday, storm coverage pretty chaotic at times, right? We think they're going to be here and then they start to pop up over there and then vice versa in the afternoon and evening. I want you to be prepared for these storms as they can really develop anywhere. We've got the setup. We've got the moisture. Now it's just watching radar to see where they can find those pockets of lift. So keep the umbrella on standby. Do you know the severe risk is lower today. It's only a one out of five in our eastern counties. Could see some small hail out of those storms, but the flooding concerns will at this point be the focus here. It's a two out of four risk for our eastern counties and that three out of four risk just clipping Fayette County for today. And the rain chances as they continue through the later part of the weekend weekend We'll only keep the flooding in the discussion here because models have still been consistent in showing the potential of widespread four to seven inch rainfall totals here in Central Texas. So again, despite the fact that the rain changes will be daily, that doesn't mean that you're going to find a shower overhead your roof every single day. It just means the setup will continue to be favorable for rain here in Central Texas, and we will be watching those storms develop closely. Temperatures will be in the 80s from here on out this week. We're done with our 90s. You'll notice this weekend still likely to see the heaviest rain and the greatest flooding risk. That's an 80% chance of some storm and heavy downpour Saturday into Sunday keeps our afternoon highs in the lower 80s. Your overnight lows will be in the 60s and 70s for the next six to seven nights. All right, Kristen, thank you. More of your favorite dips, your sauces, dressings that you love at restaurants will soon be made right here in Central Texas. ATX Specialty Foods 
opened a production facility in Kyle. That's according to the Austin Business Journal. And it makes products for companies like Hobdotty, Julio's Seasoning and Corn Chips and Pluckers. It says it outgrew its first location off of Slaughter Lane in South Austin. After soaring for years, the Austin housing market has seen a slowdown. And keeping up with all these changes, it can feel like a full-time job, especially if you're, you know, you're searching, you're thinking about selling. Oh, yeah. But now it is a full-time job. I talk with the Austin Board of Realtors, new hire, an economist. <laughs> Why does the Austin Board of Realtors need a full-time economist, and what are you bringing to the organization? The Austin Round Rock MSA is one of the fastest growing regions in the nation. Through my position, I'll provide timely, accurate, and comprehensive analysis and insights into both the Austin housing market and the broader regional economy. And for years, we saw prices going up. Uh, they shot up. Now it's cooling off pretty significantly. What factors are at play here? So housing is the most interest rate sensitive sector in the overall economy. The doubling of mortgage rates over the past year plus now has certainly weakened the demand for homeownership and the Austin housing market continues to moderate amid these significantly higher mortgage interest rates and still elevated home prices. On a year-over-year -year basis in March, we saw that sales contracted about 14% but that was actually lower than the nation's 22% decline in sales. So we're going to probably continue to see a little bit of a decline or maybe some flat lining. The effects will be mitigated by that stronger job growth, which tends to translate into higher demand for housing. Claire Losey with the Austin Board of Realtors. Thank you for talking with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to have this economist on staff. Uh -huh. She said that really her job is going to be to guide the realtors because it's their jobs to be the experts for them to know which way the market's going and how that impacts sellers and buyers. And right. That's what she's planning to do. There's a need for it, exactly. obviously. Wow. All right, let's go in depth on this a little bit. The average one-bedroom apartment rent slightly dropped over the past year, while other parts of the metro area saw some double-digit spikes. Rent.com estimates that the average one-bedroom apartment costs a little more than $1,500 a month. It's down 3% from this time last year. Studio apartments monthly costs were a little more than a, th a little less than a thousand, I should say, right there though. And while two-bedroom apartments average about $1,800 a month, nearly half of all apartments in Austin cost more than $2,100 a month. Outside of Austin, only five other cities saw drops in one-bedroom rent costs. They are Leander, Hutto, Cedar Park, and Maynard. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Austin FC back in action tomorrow. It's the U.S. Open Cup against New Mexico Republic. Then a Saturday match, a Wednesday match. It's a busy time. That means they're going to need a deep bench. And, well, they got big production from a guy who hasn't played much on Saturday. Big production in just six minutes. Will Bruin, high-scoring forward, acquired in the offseason, but limited time. But that goal was huge as they earned that one point in Portland. I'm the new guy on the block in, in the locker room. So, you know, I'm not here to go say, hey, I want to play more. I want to do this. I want to help the team as much as I can, whether that's playing 40 minutes or, you know, building on my fitness and 
playing 60 minutes or more, you know, starting a game here and there, I'm, I'm all for it. The main thing for me is I'm finally feeling healthy and good, and I'm happy with that. And I know the results and the goals will come from my career. I've done it everywhere I've been. I know how to score goals, so I'm not worried about that part. Um, but I'm happy that I'm finally feeling good, feeling um, healthy. And, you know, this is something just to build on. And as, as a competitor and a veteran, I love the competition at center forward. So I, I say bring it on because I think it, it raises everybody's level. Again, that match at Q2 tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Texas baseball back in action in the first of seven straight regular season games at home to close the regular season tonight against UT Arlington. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.